All right, what do you think of that, Digital World? 100 episodes, brand new music. I hope you liked it, because it will be sticking around for at least the next 49 or so episodes. Yes, welcome one and all to Spliced In Letters, 100th episode. New music, new logo, if it has been uploaded by this point. It may not be, but you will probably notice a, a new a new shade of, of, of color across my new logo. Thank you all once again for joining in. I don't know who you are. I don't know if you've been here since the very beginning. I don't know if you've been here sporadically. I don't know if you're just here because of the topic for what we're going to talk about today. But whoever you are, whatever you are, welcome. And thank you for tuning in for this milestone of an episode. And let me tell you, I didn't know what we were going to talk about. It has been a roller coaster over last week, especially here in Australia. Not only have we had to deal with sudden surging in coronavirus cases in certain parts of states, states being locked down, depending where you are in Australia, you're either stuck at home or you are just wearing a mask or everything is fine. It's hard to tell. But on top of all that, we are adjusting to a very, very sporadic, random change of events to address the the, 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 the things that are going on at the moment. For a movie buff like me, is especially stressful, as I have two movies lined up to go see next week, and I don't know if I'll be able to see them. It's hard to say. Here I am in the ACT at the moment, we wear white masks, but otherwise everything's good to go. So hopefully next week I will be able to see those movies with my mask on. But who knows, if I can't see those movies, it should be okay, because they should be available in certain streaming services, but I would like to see them in the movie theater. It's a very uncertain world. Anyway, that's not the point of this episode. It's just all of that on my mind has made the ideas for the coming up for this 100th episode all over the place. What was I going to do? For a while, I was going to do a tribute to a specific actor, but that just made me depressed, so that will be saved for a later time. Then I thought about doing a top 10 countdown, but I thought, what's good for a 100th episode? And then I decided that my plan of maybe doing a top 100 is just not possible at this uh, time and place. I just do not have the energy to do that one. I wanted to stay away from Marvel. I wanted to stay away from Disney. I thought, what is it that specifically I can do for Spliced In Later that marks my 100th episode? Because it needs to be something that's important to me, Jordan, the creator of this show. And it needs to be something very significant to me that I will actually be energetic talking about for the 100th episode. And then I went out drinking with some friends on Friday night, and late into the evening, the topic once again pivoted to this subject and this world, and I thought, that's what's important to me, that's what I'm going to talk about. Because I also thought, what inspired me to like movies? What has inspired me to watch movies and TV shows? What is my earliest memory? And this is what I came up with. So, for better or worse, whether you like it or not, Sit back because we are going to talk about the Power Rangers, specifically the movie Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, you heard me right. So let's get right into it. For as long as I can remember my earliest memories, I thought, what is it that I remember liking about movies and going to the movies and what do I remember enjoying and seeing? I've been told by my family that from the from when I was very young, I was absolutely wrapped with movies to a point where I would go to a movie theater, regardless of how old I was, they would sit me down in my little high chair, and they didn't have to worry about me losing interest in the movie, or talking to them, or running around like children normally do in movie theaters. No, once the movie started, I was zeroed in, I was wrapped, I paid attention, regardless of what it was. Can't seem to say about my brother. My brother didn't like the movie, he would cry, and say his life was over, and he would be 
removed from the movie by my parents, which was great because it meant I could enjoy the movie in peace. I've been told that these movies include A Bug's Life and Toy Story 2, very early Pixar films, the original Pokemon movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back, Disney movies like Mulan and Hercules and Pocahontas, those early ones, they took me to the movies to see them. But I don't physically remember seeing them in the movie theater. I, I remember snippets of seeing them, but I don't cannot I cannot say for certain I saw it. This movie, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, I remember seeing it at the movie theaters. Hazily so, but I remember. I remember going to the movie theaters dressed up as a Power Ranger so I could see it. I remember going to see my favorite rangers, the White Ranger, the Black Ranger, all of that. I knew what I was going to see. So that's pretty important, I think, to have that earliest memory. So I'm going to zero in on that. Now, let's not say that the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie is the pinnacle of cinema. Indeed, the Power Rangers themselves, depending on who you are, you either remember them with fond, cherished memories or you despise them. I've got one friend that loves them almost as much as I do and has recently rewatched a lot of the old series, which has led to, as in with our drinking adventure last weekend, to discuss them at 1am in the morning about what our favourite series are and what our favourite ranges are. And I've got another friend who respects that I like them, but when I try to talk to them about it, they just can't relate. They just, they watched it and they went, this is cheesy, this is silly, this is goofy, this is dumb. I don't want to talk about it. Now, I think I'm not alone in the world to look on the Power Rangers with such cherished memories, because Power Rangers has not died. It is still going. I believe it's up to season blah, 23, 24. I don't still watch it now. And that has nothing to do with me deciding that I'm too old for Power Rangers or deciding that Power Rangers isn't as good as it was or anything like that. Power Rangers, I think, is best enjoyed for the youth that is growing up for that particular thing, which it means it really reflects the time period that it was coming out. The early Power Rangers have a very 90s feel because they came out in the 90s. And you can argue all you want about going, oh, it's all the same. But if you watch them, you can also tell when the 90s suddenly became the 2000s. The way the show was portrayed, the the techno theme, the background noise, the way people spoke mirrored the period that they're in, which means that now the show period has it it reflects more of the the late 2010s, 2020s or whatever. And I am an old cranky man. I can't relate to that, unfortunately. Plus, a lot of the Power Rangers, it does start to repeat a lot of the storyline. So I will rewatch it, and my brain goes into haywire because I've seen a certain Ranger go through that another four different times and four different iterations. Also, the production-wise, it has moved. It was started off in America. Now it's in New Zealand, which means it, it, it feels different, and I just can't get into that. But I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, it's crap. It's just not for me. But I will. I look at the old Rangers with rosy cheeked, uh, cherished gloves, and no matter what people say to me, no matter how many times I rewatch it, it's still great television, and I love it, and I can rewatch it a thousand times over. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's fine. The Power Rangers is an old show from the 90s, which is now still going, obviously though, that took Japanese footage from another show called Super Sentai, which was this other show where characters had superpowers, became powerful warriors who fought terrible monsters and these terrible monsters would always want to destroy the world and everybody would band together and fight they took that footage 
but they westernized it. They turned it into an American setting. So you had the original Power Rangers, which was five teenagers with attitude, if they were teenagers, who were summoned by a mysterious floating head called Zordon, who basically said, look, there's an evil witch on the moon. She's got evil minions. She wants to destroy the world. She's going to send down monsters one at a time, basically. I am going to give you all the powers of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which basically means each of you will get a power, each of you will get a color. You, When you when you say you're morphing, Cowpaw, you will transform into that Power Ranger. You will instantly be unstoppable. You will have weapons. You will have giant robot monst- robots that you can call upon called Zords, which will fight the monsters when they grow big. And then if things get really bad, they can come together to make a Megazord, and you will basically just own these monsters until they explode. Of course, you've got a Red Ranger, a Black Ranger, a Blue Ranger, a Yellow Ranger, and a Pink Ranger. Whether it was racist or not is totally up to you. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. As the show got more popular, they built, brought in a Six Ranger, a Green Ranger, who immediately became the greatest thing in the whole world. Everybody wanted to be the Green Ranger, so much so that his popularity meant that even when the Green Ranger footage from Super Sentai ran out, they turned him into a White Ranger. And then, obviously, as the Super Sentai footage ran out, they came up with the ingenious idea of just changing the storyline, changing the characters, changing the evolution or whatever, so they could keep using Super Sentai footage. So Mighty Morphin became Zeo, and then Turbo, and then in space. For a long time in the beginning, they tried to keep a continuity where the Rangers would get new powers, but they were still our Rangers. But eventually, through a revolving door or through keeping the show fresh, it eventually became just new year, new characters, new Rangers, new Zords, new threat, new setting whether it's in space or against demons or in the future, whatever. But they managed to keep the show going. And for me, growing up, this was my show. This was the thing I watched religiously. I, In my head, I always knew what was going on. I researched it. I knew where the Super Sentai footage was coming from. I picked my favorite ranges. I actively bought all the videos. I bought all the toys as the Megazords, all of that. I learned the songs and the theme music and all of that. It was my childhood. You could argue that maybe I should have gone outside more. But when I did go outside, I pretended to be a Power Ranger. And I had friends, thank you, who also loved Power Rangers. And we would talk about the show and we would pretend to be the show. My stepbrother from years gone by, when I would go around to his house, we would put this movie on and we would pretend to be the Ranger and would stand in front of the TV and we would kick and flip and all of that and whatever. So basically... It's a very cherished part of my childhood, which is why I'm going to talk about it for my 100th episode. It's not it's not art. It's not the classiest thing in the world. It's not a tour de force of cinema or television or whatever. But it was fun, and it was a, a huge statement for the 90s and for the early 2000s. And for a while, it really ruled the, the, the way people grew up. Like, Power Rangers was an icon. It was this thing that could not be stopped. So, of course, with something like that, they're going to make a movie. In fact, they made a couple of movies. But the movie I'm going to talk about is the original Mighty Morphin movie, where they took the Power Rangers. They didn't necessarily worry about tying it into canon for the show, but they just made their own movie with their own storyline. But things people remember, kids would remember, so they knew what was going on. And for the most part, I absolutely cherish it. So the movie, production-wise, or when it came out or whatever, it was released around the middle point of the original Mighty Morphin run, which were three years. Around that point, the, the show had changed a certain bit due to character, pay disputes, or whatever. We did not have the original crew. 
but we did have six very famous rangers at that point. It came out around the middle of two and three. So you knew who everybody was, but it would, it took basically what they were going to do for the third season of the show and just crammed it all down into a movie and did not worry about making it canon. Basically, when they went and did the third show, they just sort of did it again, but more of a TV budget sort of thing. We have our six, six rangers led by Tommy, the White Ranger, who I said was green originally, became the greatest thing since sliced bread. Then you had Kimberly, the Pink Ranger, who everybody loved, Billy, the Blue Ranger, the technical geek of the squad, Rocky, the Red Ranger, who sucked, Adam, the Black Ranger, who ruled, and Aisha, the Yellow Ranger, who was also there. But they were basically just doing their thing, being Power Rangers, fighting off the bad guys, but 6,000 years ago, an evil being called Ivan Ooze, one of the greatest villain names of all time, had been sealed away underground. Naturally, humans accidentally release him. He wastes no time by wasting Zordon's command center, by going to the current villains and turning them into nothing. So basically, it was said, I am the worst thing you're ever going to do. Then he, without a doubt, destroys all the power, so the rangers have no power, while they're busy trying to figure out what they're going to do, he immediately goes across in his plan for world domination, which basically means brainwash all the adults so the kids can't do anything, and then he's going to make these 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 big robots which are going to destroy the world. The Rangers, obviously, they're not to be beaten, though, because there is some mystical power somewhere else, so they've got to go on a trek together to do that. It's basically it. You know what's going to happen. You know where this story is going to go. But for the most part, it looks cool. The Rangers are very likable people, especially Tommy, the leader, of course. They do some stuff. They kick some things. They fight some giant skeletons of dinosaurs for some reason. And then, of course, they will get their power and they will become the Power Rangers to once again save the day. You know this. You know for a fact watching the movie. You know the stakes and you know what they're going to do. The movie rides, of course, on the Rangers being familiar and being cool. And also the villain Ivan Ooze, played by Paul Freeman, who turns him into such a an icon. He's he's larger than life. I've often compared him to Jim Carrey's Grinch, though of course not as not as over the top in terms of his movements, because Paul Freeman is no Jim Carrey. But he is lovable in every scene he is. He holds your attention. He nearly steals the show from the Rangers themselves. The movie works because it's Power Rangers. If you do not know nothing about Power Rangers, you're not going to enjoy this film. But we are talking about me, Jordan, the creator of Spliced In Later, and the things that influenced me to love TV and movie as as such as I did. And Power Rangers is just the thing. It It is one of the things that made me want to watch television. And it boosted my ability to watch entertainment, to to see how things are made, to latch onto characters and their evolution and all of that. And naturally, the movie itself was what something as a kid that I would rewatch over and over again. And it is one of my earliest memories of going to the cinemas to watch it. And also, as, as a little fun side note, if you are listening to me and you are not friends with me, uh, the movie was shot in Australia. And growing up now and having rewatched it, I can see where Angel Grove is really Sydney. They take our, our center point tower. Ivan Ooze uses it as a sword against the Megazord. He steps on our old monorail, which doesn't exist anymore. So, whoops-a-daisy, we've got to stop the monorail from crashing. No, no, of course, it's the Andrew Grove monorail. They talk about the old the Andrew Grove Mall, the Andrew Grove Bridge. It's all Sydney. And then when they're off 
uh, going through a mysterious alien planet to get their power. It's the Australian Outback. Even you even see Uluru, our famous rock, and they go, "Nope, that's that's where the that's where the iconic power is," which is just neat and fun, without a doubt. Look, at the end of the day, this movie isn't going to win any awards. It's not really going to strike anybody as the greatest thing ever. Especially now, you are going to like this film or cherish it because you liked the Power Rangers or you like old 90s TV shows or anything like that. But for my 100th episode, I'm just looking back with starry eyes on old things that used to influence my love for that. And Power Rangers is it. It is probably the most pinnacle thing alongside... Pokemon, or obviously said the Marvel superheroes, or Star Wars, or anything like that. But you know, I've talked about Star Wars. I've talked about Marvel. I probably could talk about Pokemon, but that is a slippery slope. If I start talking about it, I may never stop. Power Rangers can be summed up in something very simple, which is just a pinnacle of the '90s, a pinnacle of nostalgia. And for me, if it weren't for this movie, if it weren't for the show. I may not love television and movies and all of that as much as I would. So yeah, 100th episode, nothing too special, but we got some new music, we got a new logo, and we've got a reminiscence for where it all began, essentially, for me. I know half of the people listening to this don't give a flying fuck about the Power Rangers, but know that that it means a lot to me. So you can enjoy listening to that. And to the other half, I know you do. And I know that me talking about it may have influenced you to once again go back and rewatch all this stuff or be talking about with your friends or whatever. So however the case may be, mission accomplished. Thank you very much for listening. We are it's a shorter episode. It's just a little a little a little special thing for a hundred thing. But of course I do want to wrap up by saying a hundred episodes doesn't come easily, and the only reason I've got this far is I cause I know that in isolated instances and in specific pockets, there are people that do tune in to listen to my shows, do appreciate it, who give me the support and all of that. And I just want to say thank you all. It's been great. I am going to power on and try and get to 200 episodes, especially in our movies coming back. Touch wood. We'll get some more reviews. We've got some more stuff. We've got some more content. We've got some more disney and marvel and all of that that i'll be continuing on with i'll get some more top tens at you it should be good i hope you've enjoyed the last 99 episodes and i hope you will join me in the future for the next batch but once again thank you all this wouldn't be possible without you guys and girls and all of that and i appreciate you as always so next week tune in if all goes as planned there will not be an episode on tuesday but there will be an episode on wednesday and thursday to accommodate the movie reviews for Black Widow and Space Jam, A New Legacy. Oh boy, I'm looking forward to both of those movies and I can't wait to talk about them with you if I get to see them. So hold on to your butts. Hopefully we can. But until then, I love and appreciate you as always. Happy 100 episodes to me, I guess. But thank you for listening and all of that. You've been spliced in for the 100th time. Adios, muchachos. I will, as always... Catch you next time.